Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 273. Today is July 25th, 2023. Um, today's going to be a great, great show, you guys. You guys love Troy Black, and I do too. Illumination does as well. Um, he's one of the kind of the OG Elijah Fire guests. So it's always great when he uh, we get him back on. He's always got something good to share. Um, today's going to be about don't don't settle for the wrong baptism. And people are like, well, what, Jeff? What? There's more than one baptism. And we're going to be talking all about it. It's presented in scripture. Um, and it's going to be really good, really informative for those who may be younger believers. Uh, you've had questions. You don't even have to be a young believer. And you're just like, yeah, I've never really thought about it. I just kind of followed the Lord and got filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, but you know, there's going to, it's going to be great. It's going to be very educational, but there's going to be revelation involved in all kinds of cool stuff. Cause that's what follows Troy black whenever he's on the show too. So it's great. So like, follow, subscribe. If you guys are listening on Spotify, make sure to follow the Elijah fire podcast. That'll really help us out. Also, anytime you guys, uh, any subscribe, Anytime you guys donate to ElijahStreams.com slash donate, all proceeds go to keeping this free and Elijah Streams free and all of our other ventures, such as American Warriors. But also we take a, a portion of every proceed we funnel into our water well efforts. You guys know we're doing amazing things. Very exciting things. So we actually just got a brand spanking new update from Pastor Lawrence. Uh, so let's take a look at that and then we're going to get going. Praise the Lord. I am so happy. I've been blessed. As a pastor, I've spent 34 years on this village. When I got saved, God touched me to, and told me to preach the word of God through action. I've been fetching water for old people, for the elderly. I wanted to make sure that they get water. There's been a lot of suffering. They've been fetching water from very far places and the water has been bad. But today, we have seen God. I thank God and I thank you, people. God bless you. Amazing, amazing. I was really moved by that when I was watching it earlier this morning. Um, and I was just really what stood out is he's been in that village for 34 years. That's a lot of prayers, not just his own, but other people's and you giving, even if you were like, man, I wish I could give more to Elijah streams, um, <clears throat> or Elijah fire. And, and, you know, this is all I can give right now. But even in that giving in that prompting, the Lord is purposing that money for other things as well. And so you giving money towards us whatever it's been, even in your eyes, if it was a small amount, so you're like, all I had was $5 and that, that was actually a sacrifice for me. A portion of that is going into these efforts and those are in turn fulfilling answer. It's answering prayers. Um, and that guy's been seeing his village develop over however long, 34 years. He's, he said he's been there. Um, and that isn't just isolated to that one village. So many villages uh, and small towns, small communities have been impacted by your guys' donations. So it doesn't go unnoticed by the Lord. So thank you guys so much for your uh, generosity in that, believing in our ministry 
and maybe you gave just so it could go to Wells as well. Who knows? Um, I mean, we've gotten a couple of those people that have reached out. Hey, I want to give to the Wells. Um, but a lot of amazing things are happening now because of that. So God bless you guys. All right. Um, my guest doesn't really need an in introduction, but I'm going to give him one because some people here might be new. He is a Christian YouTuber and content creator, gifted teacher, very strong prophetic gifting as well. Uh, so we're going to be covering a lot of bases. It's going to be very exciting. So let's give it up for my guest today, Troy Black. Troy Black. Welcome back, man. Hey, glad to be here. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a, it's such a joy to be here, honestly. Like oh. if I can undercut all the stuff you you just said too and not make you look bad. Uh, <laughs> I'm just a Christian who's trying to be obedient to the Lord. Yeah. You know, like I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. you can people can say what they want, but at the same time it's like at the end of the day, you know, when we all stand before the Lord, it's we're all going to be judged by what did you do with my son? What did you do with Jesus? And then you know, what good works did you do on top of that? And there's going to be a reward for that. But while we're here, you know, Paul even says, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought. So if, mm. if for no other reason, I feel the need to say that, <laughs> uh -huh. to say like, Hey, I'm, I'm not special at all. This is just, you know, it's just the Lord. And, and it's just my joy to, you know, that y'all are even willing to have me on, you know, it's just, it's a joy. Right. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Well, and it reminds me too um, of something that Paul wrote in, I believe it was second Corinthians. I think it shows up two times. I can't remember, but he he's talking about, I do not find myself in the least bit inferior to those most eminent apostles. Some translations say super apostles. And it always makes me chuckle, yeah. um, you know, but cause he recognizes that it's the power of Christ in those people. It's not the people mm -hmm. themselves. And it's the, 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 the greater we recognize that, that it's not us. I feel like the greater right. we can be used by the Lord as well. So hundred oh, yeah. percent. Yeah. And, and as soon as we start thinking like, well, they've got something that I don't have, you know, and I know there, the word says there are a variety of gifts, you know, and, and, but the same spirit that works all of them, you know, for good. But, you know, so I know that people can be gifted in different ways. But at the same time, as soon as we start thinking they have something I don't have, you know, we set ourselves up for a lower expectation. Right. But the Lord is a I mean, he he picked 12 of the, you know, just normal people to Bunch follow. Jesus, you know, yeah. like, yeah, they, they didn't have it together. You know, like yeah. they didn't know what they were doing. Um, yeah. You know, Peter even rejected the offer. He said, go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man, you know, and. And the Lord, it didn't bother him, you know, like he, he wasn't looking for the, the best of the best. He was looking for people that were willing and people that were humble and people that he could work with, you know? So, uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, dude. that's good news for all of us today. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. So, um, you know, the, the show, the title of this is like, why are there two baptisms? Uh, but really, I mean, the main topic in your notes is don't settle for the wrong baptism which i found very interesting um yeah. so i want to want you to just like jump in dude yeah so i do want to say this off the bat i want to clarify and let people know i'm not saying that we should be only water baptized or only baptized in the holy spirit right. the the scripture does talk about these two baptisms that take place and i know there you know there's different theologies out there as to when they take place uh and i my view is is based on scripture, but it's also partially based on my own experience. I was actually baptized in the Holy Spirit before I got water baptized. Nice. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, you know, stand up and debate somebody about that because I don't, I don't need to. 
but I, I know it can happen for me personally, you know, that's the way it was. And the Holy spirit, like it was probably three, three months, a couple months after I got baptized in the Holy spirit. Um, I had never been water baptized, not even as a child. Like I just, I felt like I didn't need it. You know, I was pretty legalistic and self-righteous and I thought, Oh, I don't need that. You know, like my siblings, they can all get water baptized because they, they've really got some work to do. Yeah. To do. You know, the Lord needs to work on them, but I'm good. You know, <laughs> and I, just did, I didn't even do it. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And a couple months after I got filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, the Lord, I just was spending time with the Lord and he just started to put it on my heart saying, Troy, you need to go get baptized. You need to go, go get baptized, you know? And so I, you know, I think it can happen either way. Um, but I'm not saying, Hey, we need one or the other, but there is, there are two different baptisms that take place in the gospel specifically that are, that are mentioned and that take place in the new Testament that, uh, one, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it necessarily water baptism versus Holy Spirit baptism. I would call it, uh, the baptism of Jesus Christ versus the baptism of repentance or also called the baptism of John. And I know that that's not the baptism that we go in for today specifically because it's been changed a little bit, but my, the point that the Lord has given me to share that, I, and that he's laid on my heart is simply this. Sometimes we go back into the pattern of thinking that surrounded the baptism of John and we stay there as a Christian and it actually hinders us from moving forward into the baptism that God has for us. Hmm. And so I want to, I want to kind of show that today and point that out scripturally. And also I, I received a prophetic word from the Lord a few days ago as well. That has to do with that. Um, I'm hoping that this is an encouragement, you know, to everyone listening, not a, not a weight, not a downer. And I'm just sensing that from the Holy spirit right now, that if you have fears in your mind or your heart right now of, what are all the things that I need to correct so that God can speak to me or so that God can help me? I just sense the Holy Spirit saying, set those things aside and let my grace cover that. Let me come in and let me encourage you in this moment. And yeah. that's, what the, that's what the Holy Spirit will do every single day if we, so we will let him is that he will he will begin to encourage us. And in that encouragement, yes, sometimes there's correction, you know, sometimes sure. there's theology, like uh, training, you know, like through the word, like sometimes the Lord is going to say, Hey, you know, this is the book you need to read right now. Like, you know, if we are acting like the Galatians, then the Holy Spirit is going to say, go read Galatians. I mean, he said that to me this week, you know, or whatever it is, like whatever we need, he's going to, he's going to bring the correction, but it's going to be in a gentle, loving way. And he's also going to bring that comfort and the encouragement at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, there's a fear. Satan's very quick to jump on people who maybe, maybe they don't have like one of those upper room moments where they got baptized with the Holy Spirit. And they're like, it was on January of such and such on year such and such. And I remember it well. And someone goes, well, I don't have that. So I must not have been, you know, I, like I didn't have, I can't point to the date that it happened to me, but I know right. it happened. And so yeah. I think sometimes there can be this fear of like, well, I don't have like a, a marked thing. So what if I'm not, Oh, you know, and I, um, I, you know, just this is a place of peace and mm -hmm. this is actually good news. And this is, um, so I saw a question from Neh Nehemi. I apologize if I'm pronouncing the name wrong of how, how do I get the Holy spirit right now? So Stay tuned, stick around for the whole episode. We see your, your question. Um, and hopefully as Troy moves forward, that's going to actually paint a good picture for you, but it's, it's good news. It, it like this, be expectant, I think would be my encouragement to you. So, right. That's a great, that's a great way to put it. 
Um, so one of the things that I believe you're talking about, Jeff, is the idea of a, you know, a Christian thinking to themselves, um, how do I move forward with God if I haven't received what this other person had? The same thing that we mentioned earlier, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, how do I move forward with God if they had this crazy encounter, you know, or we hear the stories of people, people that have, uh, you know, the heavenly visitations or the, uh, you know, encounters with angels. You know, or we uh, stories of, you know, like the getting hit in the, under the and falling under the power of God and staying there for days, whatever it is, you know, and they were like, well, you know, like maybe that'll happen to me someday and then I can move forward, you know, or then God can use me for great things or then maybe then I'll be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. But we need to understand that it looks different for every person, right? Yeah. you know, and just because you didn't have this crazy encounter. Uh, at some point does not mean that you haven't received the Holy Spirit. I believe that every person who's received Jesus as their Lord and Savior has the Holy Spirit living Mm. inside of them. Yet at the same time, baptism is an immersion. It's, it's, you know, we are immersed in water when we're water baptized. When we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, we are immersed in the Holy Spirit. So yes, it can be an encounter. It can be an event, but it's also a lifestyle. It's you can I mean, you can get baptized every single day and it doesn't it doesn't have to be a formal thing. It's just are you being immersed in him? You know, are you walking with him? Are you inviting him in? And that can be a, a, a stepping stone process. So you could start out in a place where you're seeking the Lord, you're reading the word, you're starting to be sanctified. And then three years later, you can look back and go, wow, like my relationship with God has gotten so much better. Yeah, and I, I never saw a giant leap. It was like small steps, you know, mm-hmm. baby steps. But I know that the Holy Spirit is with me and I know that he's leading me, you know, so it looks different depending on who you are and depending on your walk with the Lord. Um, yeah. But don't at the same time, don't lower your expectation just because you haven't seen him do something before. Mm, come on. So I want to set the expectation high for this episode today for this stream, whether you're listening live or after the fact, believe that God will do something and he will. He absolutely will. Now, it may not be what you're expecting and it may not be what you want, but God wants to communicate with his people and he wants to be near. It's The word says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Like that's a promise from God when we start to draw near to him and that drawing near starts in our hearts. So something that happened to me recently, um, this was uh, back on January 6th. Uh, I, I woke up in the middle of the night and an angel came into my room. Dude, so this, this was like, you know, one of those things where I'm like, well, I've, I've seen angelic activity before. I've seen things like that, um, you know, but I've never had that encounter where it's just like literally like, all right, I'm going to walk into your room now, you know, like, yeah. and yeah. was it, was it uh, with your eyes or do you see in the spirit? So what happened was, uh, that's a good question. So what happened was I woke up. And I had my eyes closed still and I saw a vision, but in the vision, I was seeing the entire room as if I had my eyes open. So yeah, yeah. Clear, yeah, that's happened clear as I'm too. seeing the camera in front of me now, you know, it was yeah. that clear. And Super then I, cool. and I looked over and I saw the door and through the door walked this being of light, like an angelic being. And the light was, you know how, when you're imagining something, you don't really see real light. Mm-hmm. It, it was like real light as if this person was actually there. Dude. And then, you know, as soon as I opened my eyes, they were gone. And most people think, you know, and at the same time to kind of, to kind of um, give the context as well, I was also feeling intense presence of God, intense fire of the Lord, and also a very, very strong sense of the holiness of God. You know, it was just in that moment, it was like the fear of God came over me and, and the love of God too, at the same time. But you, some, a lot of Christians, I think we, we, we start tending to think like, 
oh, if that would happen to me, I would have some sort of crazy, you know, they like they would only be coming to bring some sort of crazy revelation that I've never heard before. And I mean, crazy in the sense of like uh, powerful, you know, yeah, not, crazy, not crazy, bad. awesome, not bad, but like, yeah, yeah just like some some deep revelation. And yeah. and this is the crazy this is the, the crazy thing in the sense of like what I was not expecting was what I heard when I looked over and saw this being walk through the door was it's time to get back to the main thing. Dude, it's time to get back to the main thing. And then they were gone. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, like, <laughs> Jeez. that's yeah. it. You know, that's it. I mean, there's a, that's pretty loaded, dude. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's, it's so vital, I believe, for the day and hour that we're in right now, because it's so easy for us as Christians to get distracted by things that are not the main thing. Yeah. And what is the main thing? If you read the whole Bible, the entire scripture points to Jesus. Mm. And the message that is spoken throughout is the message of salvation through believing in what he's done on the cross, Mm. being forgiven of your sins, being made new in him, and then being filled with the Holy Spirit and being used by God to do what Jesus was doing and to share the message of the gospel. That's the main thing. Jesus is the main thing. And so this is what I believe this, this word, and I'm, and I'm, I know I'm, I'm slowly getting into this, but this is what I believe that this word is going to do today is it's going to help some people get back to the main thing. And it's going to remove a blockage point or a fear that the devil's been able to wedge in between us and the identity that God has for us as his children. So this is uh, second Corinthians one twenty ESV. It says for all the promises of God find their yes in him. That is why it is through him that we utter our amen to God for his glory. So some people would ask, well, how, how much do I have to do for God in order to, or how much do I have to clean myself up in the sense of become perfect in my performance? What do I have to do in order to start having the encounters that I'm looking for with God or to move to the next level with God or for the Holy Spirit to start to use me in a powerful way? And the answer is in Christ, you already have those things. <laughs> The, the way you receive those things from God, the way you draw near to him, the way you get filled with the spirit is through what Jesus did for you on the cross. Yeah, come on. Now, is, through, is that process going to present you with steps of faith and obedience to take along the way? Absolutely. And if we're not willing to say yes and obey, then that's a good sign we're not walking by faith, you know, and that we're not responding to the Yeah. Lord. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, if you're feeling like, I mean, that's it, Troy. Like, if you're feeling like, man, I just feel like God's distant or, or, um, you know, like I feel like I could go deeper, but, but you're unwilling to go there. That's probably a good indicator of some stuff that needs to change. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I, I think this is, this is the mindset that the Lord has been, has been speaking to me about lately is the mindset of like micromanaging your life. And this, this pushes us back to the, the old covenant baptism. So baptism itself, uh, the water baptism that you see in the gospels where John the Baptist is baptizing people and he's baptizing them into a baptism of repentance. It actually didn't start with John. It was actually something, if you look historically that the Jews were doing and they are, they actually, I believe from the research I've done, they were originally doing it for Gentiles who were essentially converting to Judaism or wanting to follow the Lord is they, it was this, this ritual, cleansing of them like mikvah i think is what it's called or something yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure of the name for it but it was like cleansing themselves from one way of life 
you know, so that they could follow the Lord. And then John the Baptist, under the leading of the Holy Spirit, took it and actually started to baptize the Jews. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. So there was this, this point that God was making, and it was like, hey, just because you're the people of God doesn't mean that you don't need to repent. Yeah. Doesn't mean that you don't need to change the way you're thinking. And actually, when we see Jesus come on the scene, suddenly we start to understand when Jesus says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is here. We start to understand the repentance was not just it was a repentance from sin. It was a confession of sins. But and it was a, it was a uh, it, it was a representation of the desire to follow the law of God. That's what the baptism was representing then. But then it was also the 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 repentance or the the turning around was also a changing of mind of the way that they viewed God. So John the Baptist was preparing hearts for people to be able to receive Christ as their savior. But there's another baptism that came after that. This is what John says. I'm not sure if I'm even going to be able to find it here because I've got a lot of notes here, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna be able to find it, but uh, he talks about uh, baptizing them with a baptism of repentance. And he says, but one is going to come after me of whose sandals I'm, I'm not even uh, worthy to untie. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Yeah, I think it's in Luke. Yeah, I know I've got it somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, at the, at the in that moment, people probably didn't understand what he was saying. But John the Baptist was preparing the way. So here's the point that I, I feel like the Lord is making, is that they weren't meant to get stuck there. They were meant to move forward into another baptism. And sometimes as Christians, we get stuck in an old mindset or an old covenant mindset, which is a repentance-based mode of worshiping God and trying to please God instead of living in the baptism that God has, has, has given us through Jesus Christ, which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire and is actually the baptism of Jesus. So look at this. This is, this is amazing. Uh, this is Acts 19. Uh, verse one says, now it happened that while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul passed through the upper county and came to Ephesus and found some disciples and said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? This is a weird response. They, and they said to him, on the contrary, we have not even heard if there is a Holy Spirit. Hmm. So they're like, this is new. This is new to us. What is this? And he said, into what then were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism. So there's a distinction here being made in scripture. And then verse four, Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in him who was coming after him, that is in Jesus. Then it says, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So Jesus brought a better baptism and it and it's John's baptism is signified as the baptism of repentance. Jesus's baptism is signified as the baptism of the Holy Spirit into fire. Hmm. And then it says, and when Paul had laid hands upon them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they began speaking with tongues and prophesying. So should we be water baptized as Christians today? Yeah, we should, because the scripture actually uh, tells us to. But do we stay in the place of living, trying to live our lives under a, uh, in this repentance based mode? This would be my, this is, this is what I'm submitting to everyone listening today. I would say no. Now, is repentance necessary for the Christian walk? Absolutely, 100%. Repentance is you're changing your mind, you're confessing your sin, Mm -hmm. you're turning away from sin. 
So if we go down a path that is, you know, sinful and the Holy Spirit begins to convict us of that, he begins to show us, hey, this is not right. Or he says, hey, don't don't do that anymore. Right. Just that's not going to help you. That's going to hurt you. Don't do that. Then we have a choice to make in that moment. Am I going to continue believing that this is what I need or am I going to believe the Holy Spirit and I'm going to change my mind about this and I'm going to repent? I'm going to turn away from sin and back to God. There are those moments in the Christian walk and it may happen every single day. It probably should. but there's a difference between being willing to repent and listen to the Holy Spirit and change our way of thinking and staying in a place where we don't realize what it is that Jesus has really done for us. Hmm. And this is what I mean by that. I I heard this. I'm going to skip all around today. Sorry about that. Dude, it's all good. But I heard this word. um, Maybe it was a couple weeks back. I'm not sure exactly when, but the Lord said, Jonathan, the cancer of repentance based worship. And I was like, as soon as I heard, I was like, I don't understand that at all. What does that mean? (laughs) The cancer of repentance-based worship. The cancer of repentance-based worship. And he said, Jonathan, like from scripture, you know, like uh, Saul and Jonathan. Oh, yeah. And so I, yeah, I I just looked up Jonathan like in the Bible, right? And this is what I found is in 1 Samuel 14, Jonathan goes out and is actually, uh, he, uh, him and one of his uh, um, uh, fellow soldiers, are like hiding out. And he says, you know what? Enough with this hiding. We're going to, by faith, go take this, uh, you know, this ridge or whatever it is from the enemy. And so he goes out and he, him and his, his, you know, two guys, like, I think they kill like 20 people or something like that. And they actually incite a victory for Saul's army in that moment because he just, he said, well, God's going to be with us. We're going to do it, you know, with God's help. Right. And so he was acting in faith. And then afterwards, I don't know if it's the same chapter or not, but I believe it's that same chapter where he gets hungry and he goes and he finds honey in the forest and he eats the honey, right? He's like, yay, kind of celebrating, right? I'm sure he wouldn't have stopped to do that in the middle of the battle, but afterwards he's hungry and he's eating the honey. Then he finds out that Saul had made his soldiers take an oath that they wouldn't eat anything all day long. And Saul thought that by taking that oath, they were going to urge God through that sacrifice to help them win, right? But Jonathan was believing that, hey, God is with us because he's with us. Let's take a step of faith and let's do this, right? And they they had two different mindsets, but here's what happens is Saul, when he finds out that Jonathan's eating the honey, and Jonathan did not know about the oath. He wasn't there. The word says he wasn't there when they when uh you know Saul made them do the oath. So he didn't even know about it. It says that Saul wants to, he demands Jonathan's life. He says he's got to be put to death now because he, he's eaten something after they've taken the oath. And it's only because of the men that love Jonathan, the soldiers underneath him, like pleading with Saul that he spares his life. Like that's how that's how in, in some ways demented Saul was. Yeah, that's a classic Saul move right yeah, there. He's like, well, <laughs> I know you're my son, but she yeah. should have done that. Yeah. Here, here is here's what I believe the Holy Spirit is talking about. The cancer of repentance based worship is when we start to. You know, David sat in Saul's presence and David didn't know what which day Saul was going to have a good day, which day he was going to have a bad attitude. He didn't know what day Saul was going to try to pin him against the wall with a spear. Is this, a, you know, like how Saul feel today type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. He was serving a fickle king. And the Holy Spirit is saying we don't serve a fickle king. We serve a righteous one and a good one as Christians. When we, the cancer of repentance-based worship is having this mindset of, 
what if I've eaten honey that I didn't know I was banned from eating? Yeah. And maybe for that reason, God's not going to let me into his presence today. Yeah. Like what if I unknowingly did something? Right. Yeah. What, what are the things that I don't know about that I did that God is displeased with? Hmm. And we're, we're, you know, we, we can fall into this trap of coming in and thinking that God is like Saul that, well, maybe he's going to pin me against the wall today. He's just waiting for me to make a mistake. Yeah. And it's not the way he is. And the, the honey, you know, represents it's something sweet. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's the joy of life. Mm -hmm. And when we're in that place of what if, you know, well, what if this, what if that we lose the joy, the joy gets sucked out of life because we're always afraid of what, what we might've done without realizing it, without saying it, you know, or, or the things that we might not have fully repented of, mm -hmm. you know, Lord, have I really, truly repented? I, maybe I, I'm, I feel bad because maybe I don't feel sorry enough for this thing, you know, or maybe I haven't said I'm sorry enough times. Yeah. And the truth is repentance is a change of mind, but it's not proving yourself to God. Hmm. It's not proving that you've completely changed. It's believing in what Jesus did. Right. That, that's what, covers us that's what actually makes it to where when god looks at us he sees us as righteous and, and, he, and he says wow you're you are amazing you're welcome in like i when i look at you i see my son i see his righteousness upon you mm -hmm. that's what the word says is he who knew, knew no sin became sin for us so that we could become the righteousness of god yeah and there it's a trap of the enemy to 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 fall into this place where we were just constantly repenting, thinking that it's somehow earning something with God or somehow fixing something. Listen, it's already been fixed. That's the good news. It's already been fixed. And we can expect encounters with God. And we can expect to be filled with the Holy Spirit because of what Jesus has done. Listen, God will fill you sometimes even before he has revealed that thing to you that you need to repent of. This, this will happen sometimes. He, he will he will draw you near and he will speak an encouraging word to you, a comforting word, and then he will begin to address the issue. It, it's not always in that order, but sometimes it is because God knows exactly what we need in the moment. Yeah. And mm -hmm. some people would push back and say, well, God couldn't do that because he can't stand sin, right? He can't be in the presence of sin. Listen, either all your sins are covered by the blood of Jesus or they're not. Right. They've already been covered. That's that's the point. That's the point of what Jesus did. They, it's it's already it's already happened. It's already taken place. Even the ones, listen, even the ones that you haven't repented of yet, if you've believed in Jesus, even the ones that you haven't addressed yet. Now, I'm not saying that those won't be addressed. The Holy Spirit is going to address them, but if they're there, but what I'm saying is they've been covered. You can come in and you can be free and you can have joy. This is this is what the word says. Okay. This is a I don't even know if I have it. I don't even know if I have it written down here, but I, I might, I might, I'm going to, I'm going to see if I have it. Here it is. I got it. Galatians 3, 24 through 27. Therefore the law has become our guardian to lead us to Christ so that we may be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian for you are all sons and daughters of God through faith in Christ Jesus. So through our faith in Christ Jesus, we become sons and daughters of God. And we have this relationship with God where we get to call him Abba Father. And the Holy Spirit is actually crying out in our hearts saying, view God this way. Call him Abba Father. 
That's who he is to you now. And then it says, verse 27, for all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. So we are baptized into Christ. And that, I believe that's talking more here than just water baptism. It's talking about belief. It's talking about water baptism. It's talking about the Holy Spirit. It's talking about taking Christ on. But then there's this clothing process that happens where our identity shifts. And every single time we come before God, we can have boldness and confidence knowing that we're fully clothed. <laughs> we're not naked anymore like they were in the garden. There's nothing, there's nothing to be ashamed of anymore because we've been clothed with Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what blows my mind, dude, is even, um, and I've meant, I mentioned this it just came on my mind, I guess, uh, a lot lately. Uh, I mentioned it a couple of times, but is the, the thief on the cross. So for those who maybe are very, very young, don't, aren't super familiar with the story, there, when Jesus is crucified, there's two two thieves that are being crucified with him because being being crucified was a form of punishment for committing crimes um, by Romans, and and so you've got the one thief uh, that is unrepentant, and then you have the the other one that all he says to Jesus is, "Remember me when you enter paradise." That's what he says, mm-hmm. and Jesus is like, "Surely as I." you know, you're going to be in there with, with me in paradise today as well. Um, that blows my mind, man. Like I'm just, that goes against a lot of the formulaic stuff that I was taught. It's not that they wouldn't talk about the thief on the cross, but very formulaic and like how you give your life to the Lord, how you do this, how you do that. Um, and that story, as I get older, um, and more seasoned in the Lord, that that story for some reason just really stands out to me. Same with that, and the, the faith of the centurion is another one. You know, yeah, but anyways, I don't, I don't want to go down the rabbit trail of of the centurion, but that that story really stands out to me though. With the thief on the cross, no, I love that Jeff. That it's yeah. it's, an, it's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. You know, because he didn't have time to confess all his sins. He didn't right. have time to get water baptized. He didn't have time to ask for the Holy Spirit. He had never heard of the Holy Spirit. You know, like none of those right. things. It's like, he probably wasn't following Jesus's teachings, too yeah. busy committing crimes, probably was in prison for X amount of time. Right. But he recognized in the moment, the Holy Spirit revealed to his heart who Jesus was. Mm-hmm. You know, that this man, he's telling the truth. This is the son of God, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and it was this hope that's that birthed in his heart in that moment. Like, this is my last hope, you know, and he, and he took it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, it's, it sometimes we leave trusting in the blood of Christ as our last hope when it should be our first resort yeah. it should be the literally the first place we go. Like, well. I, I messed this up over here, God, but <laughs> the blood of Jesus still applies, you know, like, well, I was, ex- I was praying for this and I was expecting this and I haven't seen it yet, but I still have the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. So I still have everything I need, you know, no matter which direction you're being pulled by discouragement or by condemnation or whatever it is, the blood of Christ is still the answer, you know, and, and it's like, and it never changes, you know, it, it literally It's, it's our access point. 
it's our it's it's our access our access to the Lord. And one of the most dangerous deceptions that I believe can happen in a Christian's life is when we start to have encounters and we start to see God do mighty things. And then we start thinking because of this, this is why God is accepting me. You know, we start looking at the things God is doing through us. It's not even us doing it, but we start looking at those things and we start thinking, wow, this is why I'm blessed you know, today. This is why God's going to provide. This is why I'm covered. This is why, you know, and then we start justifying sin in some cases. Well, that's, that's, that's covered because I did this over here. You know, well, God's moving in this way over here. So that means that this is okay. You know, and it's like, and it gets really dark really fast because we've stepped away from the grace of God and we stepped away from the, the truth of the gospel. And we've stepped back away from the blood of Christ being the only thing that gives us access to God. Mm. And I'm not saying that someone in that position is unsaved in that moment, but but they're not walking in light of the salvation that God has given them. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a word I heard a few days ago um, that I want to I want to share. Um, uh, I heard the Holy Spirit say, and I I don't remember where I was, um, but I was feeling just the intense fire of the Lord, like just like the presence of God came over me. Um, and I started to write this down. Um, he said, my righteousness is not based on repentance. It's based on grace and received by faith. And now I want to stop here and read a verse because I know some people are saying, but repentance right. is necessary, right? Yeah. And the Lord, the next thing he said is repentance is necessary. So I'm going to finish reading that in a second. It is. But this is Hebrews 9.22. It says, and almost all things are cleansed with blood according to the law. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. So I want you to think about this for a second. If for the shedding of blood was always, always, always necessary under the old covenant, for forgiveness to happen mm-hmm. under the new covenant. Now we never get to the point of walking in the forgiveness of God. We're not, we're not there if we're just repenting until the, until we're trusting in the blood that was shed. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So repentance is not the foundation. The blood is the foundation. Mm-hmm. Repentance is, this is the way I like to say it. Now this is not a perfect analogy, but belief, you know, Jesus says, this is the work that God requires of you, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So he's saying, this is the one thing I want from you, that you believe, right? But he's not negating the repentance in that, in that statement, even though he's saying this is it, because he also says, repent and believe at other times. So he's not one scripture does not negate the other, but we have to look at both and take what they're saying together. But when, we, when you, your eyes are only made to focus on one thing at a time, to look in one place at a time, when we are looking away from sin, we're repenting. And when we're looking at Jesus, we're believing. So repentance and belief go hand in hand. You can't separate the two, really. Mm. This is what he said next. He said, repentance is necessary, but it isn't the full picture. There is a place where my sheep get to come in and go out and find pasture to, pasture to rest in and graze in, where they know who they are in me, and there is no fear stored up in their hearts over who they used to be or even the mistakes they have made along the way. Hmm. No fear. The word says there's, there's no fear in love. The Lord is saying there should be no fear stored up in our hearts. That, that verse talks about 
fear involving punishment. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. And this is the lie of in the cancer of repentance-based worship, where we make repentance the foundation. Like, well, I just got to show God I'm sorry enough, or I got to, I got to keep from sinning long enough or whatever it is. It's like, and I'm, and again, I will stop and clarify. I am not saying repentance is bad and we should not be living in sin. Okay. So don't hear what I'm not saying. But when we make repentance, the foundation, we can get to this place where we are using fear to micromanage ourselves and to try to please God, to try to live holy. Well, dude. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and in addition to like even just the way that we view God the Father can be disrupted or tainted as a result of that because you're like, well, how I came to know him was repentance. So now I I know for me, I could just speak for myself. I, I don't want to take too much. I don't want to ruin your flow, but No, you're good. For me it was for a long time it was and I didn't even realize this was a thing, but I thought the only way that I could approach God, the father, alpha and omega master of heaven and earth was if I talked to him about all the things I was doing wrong. That was the only way that I could talk to I felt I could talk to him. And it's because of this type of theology that we are talking about, which is repentance. Repentance is the goal. Repentance is the goal. I'm like, actually like, no, is what you're saying. Right. Yeah. No, repentance is not the goal. It's repentance is a step, but right. it's not the goal. The goal the goal is to focus our hearts completely and our hope completely on what Jesus has done. That is the goal. And yeah. part of one of the things we need to repent of sometimes is we need to repent of making repentance the foundation for yeah. our Christian walk. Yeah, or making self self-sacrifice the foundation for our Christian walk. If I can just sacrifice enough, then God will do this thing. What does the word say? It says all of uh, God's promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. So you don't need to sacrifice more unless, unless the Holy Spirit is telling you to. You don't need to sacrifice more from your own will. I should say that from a self-effort. Just believe in what Jesus did. And out of that place, when the Holy Spirit fills you and he begins to lead you and show you. And for many listening, you are in that place where he's leading you and showing you. Showing you. But th- this is my encouragement. Stay in that place. And don't go back into an old way of thinking. Don't go back into a, a John the Baptist form of baptism, you know, or something like that. But stay in that place. And when you stay there, the Lord has promised to provide. The Lord has promised to draw near to you. The Lord has promised to fill you with the Spirit, to give you the gifts of the Spirit by His will. To For all these things that you see in Scripture, God doing mighty things, like those same, those same things are available to us. The same things that the heroes of the, the faith uh, you know, uh, we're able to do the same things that the the apostles in the New Testament were able to do, the New Testament Christians, the same things we see Jesus doing. I mean, Jesus even said, those who believe in me, you know, will do the same works I'm doing. They'll do even greater works because I'm going to the Father. And then when he went to the Father, why, why does he say that there? Because I'm going to the Father It's because when he went, he sent the Holy Spirit. Hmm. And that's what makes it possible. And this is this is the next thing I heard, that, uh, and this, this is the last thing that I heard the other night. I heard the Lord say, forgiven means forgiven. It means walking in victory now because of my blood covering their every move, talking about Christians, their every mistake, and their every motive. So there's sometimes where we, we even get so nitpicky that we start thinking, well, God, I, I don't even know if my motives are correct, right? 
if you get immersed in the Holy Spirit, he's going to fix your motives. <laughs> you know, like the joy is going to come in. The, the fruit of the Spirit is going to come in. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, instead of in place of things like selfish ambition. Like these things are going to overflow out of us because it's going to be him copying himself in a, in a sense upon up onto us. And that was something I saw. I saw uh, as I was hearing this word, I began to see this vision of a box of copy paper, you know, like you would put into a printer and fill up a printer with. And I heard the Lord say, you can either attempt to draw a copy of my spirit upon yourself by hand. And he's referring to the old way of thinking. He said, or you can use the copy machine called my grace and allow me to copy my spirit upon you. It's up to you. Hmm. The, the grace of God, you know, Ephesians talks about we're saved by grace through faith, not of yourselves so that no one can boast the grace of God today, right now. So to answer the question um, from, from the person that left the comment at the beginning, how do I get filled with the spirit today? The grace of God makes it the Holy spirit fully available to you right now. Hmm. How do you get filled with the spirit? You need to understand that when Jesus died on the cross, the veil in the temple was torn. And it represented the Holy Spirit coming out of the Holy of Holies. And, and then later on in the New Testament, we see that the Holy Spirit now dwells within believers. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And when Jesus's body was torn on the cross or, or you know, killed on the cross, he took the punishment for all of our sins upon himself. And now when the Holy Spirit looks at us, when we believe in Jesus and we say, Lord, I believe that that is the reason I'm forgiven. The Holy Spirit looks at us and he sees a holy temple. And he says, wow, I'm welcome here. If you want to receive the Holy Spirit, look at the cross and keep looking at the cross and then just ask. Jesus says in Luke, uh, I believe it's Luke 11, 9 through 13. He says, ask and you will receive. And he's talking about the Holy Spirit in, the, in that verse. Seek and you will find. Knock on the door will be open to you. Sometimes you have to keep knocking, right? Mm-hmm. but don't give up believe. Uh, and I encourage every person who's saying I'm praying to receive the Holy spirit or I'm praying to be baptized in the Holy spirit again, to be fully, to be more immersed in the Holy spirit than ever before, whatever it is. Like I want to, I want to have the gifts of the spirit operating in my life. I want, I want that nearness to God. That's my, that's my heart's cry. Go read Luke 11, nine through 13 and see Jesus promises the Holy spirit to those who ask. And he even promises a protection from demonic influence when you're asking with a genuine heart. Saying when you are seeking the Father and saying, Lord, I need your Holy Spirit, there's a promise of protection there from anything else. Hmm. So do you mind if I do you mind if I pray, Jeff? Is that okay? Oh, I would love that. Yeah. yeah I want I just want to I just feel led to pray for those uh-huh. listening, especially those who are praying and saying, I want more of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I want to walk in this place that you're describing, this place of joy and acceptance in the father's love and this place of being a child, a son and a daughter of God where I can come in and I don't have to be afraid of what mood he's in. I don't have to be afraid of, of even my own mistakes, even the things that I, I, I I'm not aware of. God is going to show me those things and, and, and help me to walk through those things in a loving way. And, and yeah, there, there is discipline in, in being a child, but it's, it's, <laughs> There's even love in the middle of the discipline process, you know, like there's acceptance there and I never lose that and I never have to be afraid. That's what the Holy Spirit is saying today to you as a child of God. If you want to be able to walk in that place daily and to be fully immersed in the Holy Spirit and what he has for you. Some people, I'm, I'm going to start praying in a second, but I sense this from the Lord. Some people, you're going to start uh, receiving the gift of tongues as, wow. as we pray. 
the, the, you're going to sense just tongues. Like it's like, it's rising up out of you. Like you're not going to be able to like stop it almost, <laughs> but just go with it. If you sense that and you know, it's the Lord, you, you sense the Lord's presence. Just, just go with it and, and let it, let it go. Don't, don't be afraid of, you know, <laughs> of, of what it may seem like, just go with it. But uh, for other people, I, I hear the Holy Spirit saying the gift of prophecy. The Lord's going to start speaking words to your spirit and it's going to be, and I'm just sensing this from the Lord. This may not be for everybody for all time, but for those listening, uh, it's going to be in the still and the quiet time where you still, mm. you, you still your mind, you quiet yourself and you wait before the Lord. You're going to start to hear words of knowledge from the Lord and even prophetic words. The Lord's going to start to speak to you and show you where in scripture he wants you to read. Yeah, he may just give you that. You may just hear the name of a book, you know, like Hebrews, you know, or Romans. I, I don't know, but it may be a, the random book in the Old Testament you've never read, you know, like, I don't know. But when when you hear that, take a step of faith and say, I'm going to go read that book and see if this is if what if God is saying something through this. Because that's the Lord, the Holy Spirit speaking to your spirit in that moment and le- beginning to lead you. Uh, I, I sense for other people, uh, there is going to be the gift of mercy coming upon you. That there's there's going to be this supernatural compassion that you've never had before for others. Wow! And it's it's like uh, if you've ever seen the slow mo videos of a water balloon bursting, you know, and like the water just coming out. <laughs> yeah. There, you know, sometimes when uh, you know when uh, something breaks and the water comes out of it, there's there's a chance that some of the water is going to remain, right? Like if a cup breaks with a water balloon, there's no there's no chance, right? And that's the image the Lord is giving me. The Lord, it's like the compassion is going to explode out of you. And you're going to just feel like I can't even stop myself. I have to help this person. I have to love this person, whatever it is. And, and I have to be there for this person. And that's the Holy Spirit. That's the gift of the Spirit that, that yeah. God is wanting to pour out on people today. Um, so again, take a step of faith. Even if, if you're like, well, I don't know if I have the resources to do that. If it's the Lord leading you to do that, now wait and pray about it. But if it's the Lord leading you, just go with it. So I'm going to I'm gonna stop talking and I'm going to pray because I believe that the Holy Spirit is wanting to baptize people and immerse people in His mm. presence and His power yeah. right now. Holy Spirit, mm. I know that apart from you and apart from Jesus, I can do nothing, Lord. But I believe that your word is true, that what you've said in the scripture, that Jesus Christ paid the price for our sins, that he was the sacrifice once and for all time. I believe that that is true and applies to every single person who accepts it, every person who believes and says, yes, that is for me today. And and I just, you may need to say this with me right now, but I'm going to, I'm praying this right now. I choose to let go of the lies and the self-dependency, the, the dependency upon my own efforts and my own choices, even my past choices to get me into God's presence, but rather I depend on Christ and what he has said and what he has done for me at the cross. I throw everything, my whole heart, my whole life at the foot of the cross right now into your hands, Father. And I say, I believe that Jesus Christ is my way into your presence. And I ask right now that you fill me, Father, with the Holy Spirit, with your spirit, because I know that you give good gifts to your children. Father, I ask that you just pour the spirit of God out right now upon people that are asking for that. I ask that you baptize people in the Holy Spirit. 
there's some people hearing the Lord saying, and this is just a confirmation. If the Lord is telling you to go get water baptized, (laughs) (laughs) this is a confirmation of that, that you're hearing the Lord. But the, but the Holy Spirit is not going to wait. You don't have to get water baptized. He's, he, he will fill you right now. Just receive, just surrender to what he's doing. Mm. But yes, go be obedient <laughs> at the same time. <sighs> I hear the Lord saying winds of change. There's going to be changes that I'm asking you to do in the coming days. Things that you didn't think that I was going to ask of you. But they're good. They're for your good. My, and I hear the Lord saying, my Holy Spirit doesn't move the way you expect him to. He's like the wind. Yet he doesn't do things without rhyme or reason. He knows what it is he's doing. It may not make sense to you in the moment, but it's for your good. It's for the good of others. And it's so that I hear the Lord saying, so that my kingdom can advance. (laughs) I hear the Lord saying, take a walk on the wild side for some people, if you can receive that. But he's talking about that surrender. When the Holy Spirit begins to do something that you say, I'm not comfortable with this. I'm not used to this. That's why the Holy Spirit is our comforter. Mm. Brings the comfort we need in the moment when we say yes. It may feel like you're living a wild life, but it's it's a life of faith. Saying yes to his leading, to what he's saying, to what he's doing. It may feel like too much sometimes. I hear the Lord saying, but it's not because it's in my hands, not in yours. I've got you covered, I hear the Lord saying. I hear the Lord saying, let my spirit do mighty things through you. I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to move through you, my bride. And I hear I hear the Father saying, from the Father's perspective, my son and my daughter. Come on in daily. Let me move over you. Let me change even the small things that need to change. But don't be afraid to come in. Don't be afraid to surrender. (laughs) I hear the Lord saying, we're having a good time here. You come in and have a good time too. Hmm. He's talking about his throne room. And, And the word Paul talks about, uh, come boldly before the throne room of grace. There's joy in his presence. There's joy in his throne room. Mm. <laughs> Thank mm. you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, I saw like a vision of um, this cloud, and it was just this massive cloud, and and then it just like all at once dumped just like gold gold rain actually it was just like whoosh. and then what came to mind when i saw that was um in acts um they're actually quoting joel chapter two but it says in the last days god says i will pour out my spirit on all people your son and your daughters will prophesy your young men will see visions 
your old men will dream dreams. Even my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show them wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And I just really felt like it was an invitation from the Lord. Like this is for you. This is my will for you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and that he's pouring out his spirit now. And yes, you are worthy. Yes, you are worthy. Yeah, I, I, I just sense the Lord saying, set aside some time to cultivate what I'm doing. So some people are going to, uh, like the scripture that Jeff just read, some people are going to, you're going to start having uh, visions or you're going to have start having like prophetic dreams or you're going to start uh, having these moments where you feel like the Lord just dropped something into your spirit. And this would be my encouragement based on what I'm hearing the Lord saying is to start to start cultivating that set aside yeah. time every single day just to say, Lord, is there anything you want to say? Lord, is there anything you want to show me? And one of the best ways that I've found to do that is to just turn some worship music on and it, you don't have to have worship music on, but to just begin to worship the Lord and to focus on him and to thank him for what he's done hmm. and to just rest in what Jesus has done. Like sometimes I just, you know, we have to sit there and we just have to think about what he's done and how good he is and how, how much we didn't deserve it and, and how willing he was was to do it anyways, you know, it's just like to meditate on what he's done on the cross mm-hmm. and, and, and not just at the cross, but his victory over sin, over, over sin at the cross, but also over death afterwards when he resurrected to meditate on that, to meditate on the fact that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the father right now. And it says that we are seated with him in heavenly places. So you may need to say, God, I don't understand what that means, but I, I'm grateful for it. <laughs> mm. And I, I want that today. I want to I want to I want to know what that means. I, I want to understand what that means for me practically yeah. and to just think about it and just let the Lord begin to open that up for you. And listen, and those those uh, the visions and, and the, the words of knowledge, the prophecies, the dreams, those those kind of things that the Lord wants to use to speak to you. Because really, it's all just about communication between you and your father. It's about communication. It's about communing with God, the one who made you and loves you. It's like as those things start to break out, just take a step of faith. And if God's telling you to do something with it, do something, do what God's telling you. If he's not, then just spend that time, write it down and be led by the Lord. You know, don't don't. Don't feel like it's a weight on your shoulders of, oh, now I have to figure out what to do. Just for at some points in our Christian walk, it's just about spending time with the Lord and just learning from him, being led by him. And then he's going to send us out at the right moment. God's going to open those doors. He's going to show us exactly what we need to do practically. But Jesus even said to his disciples, wait in the city until you're clothed with power from on high. Ha, 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 ha.
for for a few people listening, the Lord is saying, uh, find a time to get away today by yourself. And the Lord is saying he's he's going to clothe you with joy and he's going to make it to where you're able to just laugh and be reminded of the joy of your salvation and the joy of the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Man, God is so good. (laughs) For real, dude. He's legit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, some of you guys are gonna have some crazy stuff happen, like good crazy, like we we're talking about earlier. <laughs> good crazy. Yeah, good, good crazy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Can I can I just read a few verses? Uh, I feel like there's a few things that the Lord wants to solidify for people. Things that we've mm-hmm. said. Listen, this is my another encouragement is as you get into the Word this week, look for God to confirm some of these things to you in the word. Look for those verses that are going to pop out at you that you're like, whoa, I, I've never seen it that way before. But now I, now it's it's making sense to me. You know, like this is what I heard the other day, right? And y'all, I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I'm not saying everything I say is 100%, right? Like, because I'm human. But I know that the Holy Spirit is speaking. You know, I know, I know that he's communicating these things. And the scripture Anytime that God is speaking through a person, the scripture is going to back that up. So this is Luke 7, 28. So I, I want to give some of these scriptures real fast. It says, I tell you, among those born of women, none is greater than John. So talking about John the Baptist. He's saying he's literally the best of the best, right? This is Jesus speaking in Luke. He says, yet the one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. Man, God, God has gifted us that position in Christ and none of us deserve it. <laughs> You know, he's saying he's literally the best of the best, but you start from a better place because you believed in Christ because of the new covenant. That is amazing. So our expectations should be so high through the roof. John uh, 129, this is the ESV. John the Baptist is saying, uh, it says the next day he saw Jesus coming toward him. This is John the Baptist and said, behold, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So there was... Let me let me read this other verse too because this this will this will tie this together. But the point here is the sin has been taken away. Jesus is taking your sin away from you. Hebrews uh, ten one says, "For the law, since it has only a shadow of good things to come, and not the form of those things itself, can never, by the same sacrifices which they offer continually every year, make those who approach perfect." They're saying even the law when they were sacrificing the animals under the old covenant, saying that really actually wasn't making people righteous. It wasn't actually working. It was a shadow or a symbol of what Jesus was coming to do later. And God was overlooking the sin, the scripture says, then based on their faith and what he had told them to do because of what Jesus was going to do later. That's why he could do that for them. And God knew that that was going to take place. But he, but here's the good news. Jesus has come and he's done that. He's made the, and, and this is what Hebrew says, verse three, but in those sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year, for it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Therefore, when he comes into the world, he says, talking about Jesus, 
You have not desired sacrifice and offering, but you have prepared a body for me. You have not taken pleasure in whole burnt offerings and offerings for sin. Verse nine. Then he said, behold, I have come to do your will. Jesus saying, I've come to do the father's will. He says, it says he takes away the first talking about the first covenant in order to establish the second, the second covenant. So we were talking about one mindset versus the new mindset, right? Then verse 10, by this will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all time. So as we as you go through the scripture this week, I believe you're going to see this. These things pop out over and over and over your identity in Christ, your position in him, the the father's love for you, what Jesus' sacrifice really means for you and your ability to receive the fullness of what the Holy Spirit has for you every single day. Hmm. You're you're not limited. (laughs) You're not limited in Christ. The doors are fully flung open. The only thing that limits us is when we are not walking in the belief that God has asked of us, is is when we go over into something else and we're not standing in that place of conviction on the confession that we've made in Jesus Christ, Hmm. but we start to stand on something else. Listen, don't fret if you've taken your foot off and you're standing on something else. Just come back. (laughs) You know, that's the amazing thing about grace. We can always just come back. We can always just say, you know what? My focus has been in the wrong place. Thank you, Jesus. All right, Jeff, that's all. That's all I got, man. Hmm. What a great episode, man. And I just love it because, again, I point this out to people often when it happens, but we don't actually plan out, you know, themes and, and okay, this week we're going to be talking about this. But, um, you know, more recently, especially, the Lord has kind of woven together the weeks where most of the episodes, they kind of tie together, which is really cool awesome. to see. And so. And yesterday was all about fulfilling the great commission, but, um, man, it was a really, really great, great episode. Um, just in terms of people feeling lighter as a result of just, um, demystifying, uh, evangelism and all that too. It was with Ben and Jody Hughes. Really great. If you guys haven't checked that out. You should, but this is an, a very appropriate addition to that. And then tomorrow we're doing a teaching series right now. And tomorrow is part two of four of intimacy with Christ. Mm. And it's just really great. And it's actually, um, uh, the lady that's doing it, Yvonne, uh, she's using song of Solomon, which to me is not my go-to book of the Bible. And it's been really cool to see her illustrating the heart of God through that book. I've just been like, man, this is great. And so, yeah, so we're going to be continuing with that about intimacy with Christ, walking intimacy with Christ. So, um, that's at 2 PM Pacific time, 5 PM Eastern time. Troy, how can people follow you? You've got a couple of YouTube channels. Let yeah, so I'm on uh, YouTube as Troy Black. I'm also The Mysterious Truth. And then I'm also Troy Goes Fishing. And then I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. What doesn't he do, people? What doesn't <laughs> he do? <laughs> a lot. So, yeah. So, Troy, uh, thank you so much, man. This is great. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jeff. Again. Absolutely. Absolutely. So everybody, that's our show. Tune in tomorrow. Tomorrow's Wednesday, hump day. Um, Join us at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. We've got part two of four of our teaching series with Yvonne Atia. Absolutely dynamite. If you haven't checked out part one, check out part one of four um, and get brushed up. Or if you're wanting a reminder, read through the first two chapters of the song of Solomon. That's what we covered last time in preparation for tomorrow. So that's at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. We love you guys. 
and we'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Donate today.